Yo, what's going on, Wes? What's happening? Uh, trying to get my head in the game. Or I guess get my head out of the game, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, but uh, you know, man, showtime. Yeah, yeah, for sure, showtime. Uh, what's what's happening over? What's happening over in the Dylan household um, for for the the holidays? We're ramping up. Is there a Christmas tree up? Is there? Is there a lattice work everywhere? I don't know what lattice work is. I just it we, just came uh, to mind. Look, yeah. <laughs> so yes, the tree just went up, <laughs> which should tell you something because we're the family that the minute Halloween is over, the Christmas tree goes up. Okay, and that didn't happen this year. We we put it up I think two or three days ago. Um, I just got the majority of the gifts off of the UPS truck today, but there are still. A significant amount that have yet to be ordered so we're in disarray over here i've got so much stuff going on with work and then the 2023 show and then personal stuff and then you know, it's just it's a madhouse but uh we're hanging on by a thread nice nice i like i like uh i like living alone and not having a christmas tree or decorations or oh hey kids um so <laughs> we're, we're living some polar opposite lives here uh, so i have to live vicariously yeah, through you and, like get my taste of the proper familial christmas uh festivities without actually having to partake myself until the actual day which is fucking fantastic yeah i mean it, it well i mean it's the time it's the time of the year for um for us to re-up on video game software and hardware so that's kind of what what's going on here tis the season as they say Indeed. Um, Let's get this show started. Let's go. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Two Eyes Friday right here on YouTube. We do it live 6 p.m. Eastern right here on Without Parole. We do it live for your viewing pleasure, but we also care about your oral pleasure, so we make sure that Rypop gets this thing up on podcast services of your choice. My name is Brian Popnishan right here, PSVR Without Parole. This gentleman over here to my left, you're right, every single fucking Wednesday, it's Wes Dillon from Virtual Strangers. What is going on, Wes? What up? Checking out AJ in the uh, the chat, getting the mosh pit going, man. I love the energy. Nice. Like, he's ready to go. That's pretty awesome. What, what are we listening to? Anything good? I have no idea. Probably, um, I don't know, Mastodon, maybe some uh, some uh, Gojira, possibly. Do you, you ever never hear somebody say a word and then <laughs> the next thing you know, you hear it 17 times in the same month? That's Kojira with me. I've never fucking heard of them. I swear to you. I know, I know, I know. People are ready to crucify me. They're like, "We're gonna string you up, Brian, because you don't listen to our music." And I was like, "That's been probably there, true." Man. Yeah, I've been there, man. I, I had my my dark ages of my life where I got away from listening to music, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the 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 beautiful thing about that is, is when you come back, you get to rediscover music, which means all your favorite bands have five more albums now that you didn't <laughs> yeah. hear, and then there's always a few bands that emerged during your time away and for me one of those bands was gojira and uh, they're amazing thanks um yeah i had my so my problem is that i mean i yeah the, I, I feel like i'm in the dark ages right now wes that's essentially where i'm at because because my problem is, is I, i'm feeling like an old man these days i'm feeling like i don't even want to discover new music even if it's by my favorite band 
Like I come back to something and go, oh, there's like oh, fucking My Chemical Romance has like 10 unreleased tracks on this album, on this album called The Ghost in You that came out around the same time as uh, the Black Parade. And I'm like, and I start listening to it. I'm like, this is great. This is like for me, for me, it's brand new unreleased MCR stuff. And I start listening and go, nah, I just want to listen to this stuff I know. And I turn it off like two songs <laughs> in. It's like, I'm, I'm broken, man. I'm broken because I couldn't, I could not uh, consume enough music in my in, in in my teens and my 20s uh and then by by the time i was 35 it was all over just yeah i over. i i feel you but i will encourage you to stick with it because i experienced something similar with deftones which is probably my favorite band right now not when i went away but after i came back definitely a much bigger deftones fan now and i go through the same process with every one of their albums that i didn't hear when it came out and it, i hate it and then it's kind of okay and then it's my favorite album. Yep. So you got to stick with it, keep listening, and and then you'll, it'll click eventually. I'll tell you what I loved, Wes. I, I used to live out in the country and, and have to drive into the city to work uh, back when I you know first got out of college and whatever. And so back when CD players were a thing. And so I would buy a new album, and I'd put it into my Z24 Cavalier CD player, and, and so I would hear almost the entire thing, like, you know, 35, 40 minutes of it on my way to work, and then probably hear most of it again on the way home. And that would be my CD for the week. And by the time Friday rolled around, Wes, it was my new favorite album. Like, it was it was a great right. system I had. So every single week, I had this way of consuming music. Now it's too easy to listen to whatever the hell you want to listen to. And so it's like, oh, Alexa, play me this. Alexa, play me that. And like, I listen to like one song at a time, and it fucking drives me crazy. I, I, I like to consume albums, not individual tracks and i haven't yeah. done that in a while yeah the music industry sucks now yeah. even though everything is there and free and you can just grab it off youtube or whatever you want to listen to is out there easily available to stream at the at the uh click of a mouse but with that said like you said there's no album continuity anymore the the sound quality isn't quite what it used to be and now since we're not buying albums they make that money up with ticket sales and if you tried to buy a ticket lately brian because i have and um just to get regular like lower arena seats to uh, see pantera and lamb of god here uh is 150 dollars a seat i think whoa. yeah whoa nuts yeah, I uh, no. I mean, I miss the good old days, man. Like when I here here in Boston, uh, there's a place called Great Woods, and you can get cheap lawn seats. Just like lay out on the line. If it rains, you're fucked. Well, big deal. You only paid thirty five bucks for the tickets. But we saw. I mean, we saw every single band that came around, whether we were like in love with them or not. And it was the greatest thing ever because I don't think you really get to experience a band properly until until you've seen them live. And so that summer we saw. I don't know, 20 different bands that came by uh, and uh, 35 bucks a ticket, man. Uh, we got to see a lot of shows. Also did a lot of drugs. 30, 35 bucks is the fucking ticket master fees these days, man. It's crazy. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Um, man, let's uh, let's see what's happening in the chat real quick. Uh, we got Professor Lewis with the $5 tip says, the Sunday multiplayer survey is open. Oh, wow. Professor Lewis on top for his shit this week. She said, choose Galaxy Cart. That's my vote. Zenith The Last City uh and demio will be cart racing or sorcery um don't forget yeah it, it's happening uh, december 17th 2 p.m eastern guys join our discord this is this is where multiplayer games happen all the time if you if you're like oh man no one's ever playing the games i want to play guess what we're always playing the games that you want to play and if uh and, and if we don't vote for the game that you want to play this week for the sunday multiplayer meetup nick mulo uh, one of our amazing moderators has made it insanely easy for you to just tag everybody 
who wants to play the game that you want to play. You just assign yourself the roles. You know, like if you if you want to know every time someone wants to play walkabout mini golf, then assign yourself the walkabout role, and then you will get tagged on Discord. So come join our Discord, and also while you're at it, go over to Virtual Strangers and subscribe to Wes's channel. Uh, Please I'm do. It's me. You're kind of still on the hiatus, right? For the uh, for the end of the year show. Uh, we did a show this week, uh, as promised. Uh, we came back on Sunday. We did some impressions of RE4, uh, Sniper Elite Winter Warrior, and Arizona Sunshine 2. And then we also named every of the four, 40, 40 categories of awards we're giving out. Um, three and a half hour show on Sunday, but uh, we got through it. And voting <laughs> is live for a brief moment on our discord right now so anybody who's interested in hearing their voice be heard during our award ceremony now's the time to go vote amazing i'm sort of in the same boat wes i'm, I'm trying to get the award show together for uh well the award show's happening in 17 days over here on uh on without parole it's not it's it's not gonna be pretty um <laughs> and so and so i'm sort of on hiatus too like I, i'm still doing games cast and hopefully doing psvr this week for the next two weeks or so but all hands on deck this is what i'm doing right now is uh is, is getting ready for the award show uh and yes we'll be opening up the voting to the public as well so there's a lot of voting going on make sure your voice is heard like wes said uh whether it be or both for virtual strangers or without parole when's when's your end of year show we're gonna go on uh january 1st i think new year's Perfect. day Perfect, because mine's December 30th, and so that means you got lots and lots of content uh, over the course of just a couple days. We will not step on each other's toes. Yeah, it should yeah. be perfect. Everybody gets a nice day off to get trashed on uh, New Year's Eve in between and then wake up on New Year's Day for the 12-plus-hour marathon that is the 2023 show. Yeah, we're, 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 we're doing ours for the real party animals who start uh, New Year's Eve 24 hours early. <laughs> um. Let's see, we got Man Bear Pig Game Cat with a $2 tip. Uh, says, I wish every PSVR 2 game is as good as Resident Evil 4 at lunch. Did you eat Resident Evil 4, Man Bear Pig Game Cat? Did you eat it for lunch? Um, Delicious. Yeah, dude, I know we've got a lot to talk about today, but I am very curious to hear your impressions of RE4. How much did you play? What are you feeling about it? Um, obviously, we've talked about it a lot over here, but I want to hear what you have to say. I didn't play much. I haven't had much time to play VR, to be honest, with all the other stuff that's going on. But I did get in and check it out for uh, a few hours um, on Saturday, I want to say. Maybe. Yeah, Saturday. Um, it's good, man. I, I don't, you know, the, the questions has always been, since we learned about this thing, what's going to be the better game? RE4 mm -hmm. or RE Village? And I don't know. I honestly don't know what the answer to that question is going to be. They do seem to be very different games like i thought they would be much more similar than they actually are um i think this feels more like a classic resident evil game even though the the graphics and stuff are, are redone and certainly more modern than even village um i think the gameplay and, and the kind of menu system and the way everything works feels a little bit more like a classic game you know up for obvious reasons um I like them both. I'm, it, it, to be honest, it's a bit more like the original than I was expecting. I wasn't expecting all of the quick time events and stuff to still be in there with the kicking and the jumping through the window. I thought we were past that, but it doesn't really bother me. Um, I like that that mechanic's still in there. It, if if they took the at least if they had taken the kick away, the balance would be way off on like the combat, yeah. especially when you're taking on large groups. 
so I'm digging it. It's good. Uh, it, it feels it feels more like a remaster than I expected it. I expected it to be more of a new game. Yeah. Um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yep. My, I, th- I think you kind of nailed all my feelings on it, uh, except I fucking played the crap out of this this week. And um, I'm still about two-thirds of the way through, so if uh, you saw my... Uh, conversation with AJ on Monday. I haven't made it much further than that. Um, it's pretty much where I stopped because obviously shit to do. Uh, but man, I really do feel like the more you play of this game, the better it gets. And, uh, and, and I, and I didn't, I honestly didn't feel that way about village. I think there are great, great segments in village, great areas of village, except I do feel like, I mean, I, 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 I don't know if this is a common feeling or not, but I'm sure the chat's about to let me know. Uh, I didn't like the last hour or so of Village. Like I didn't, I, th- I, th- I thought that everything it was doing was just a little bit chaotic. The last boss fight was boring. Um, and uh, so I felt like it was a good buildup and then eventually like let me down. I'm very curious to see if Resident Evil 4 does the same thing uh, or if it kind of kicks ass right until the very end. Interesting. Yeah. I still haven't finished Village. That's kind of on my to-do list for this week. Um, because the, I, I don't know if anybody's paying any attention to the voting for game of the year over on the discord, but it is neck and neck, like literally even between, uh, GT seven and, uh, Resident Evil eight. So I, I think I have a duty to, uh, to settle it once and for all. <laughs> you said duty. Um, Kill Artist 1, the Dreamweaver GameCat with the $5 tip says, so what you think about the end Dreams developer update on the roadmap of Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord? I'm hoping they add some great content. Uh, Wes, we're going to be bouncing around here in our run of show uh, because why the fuck not? This was something we were going to talk about anyway, so let's do it. Uh, Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord, if you were paying attention over uh, on the end Dreams channel, I don't even remember where this aired, honestly. Um, but uh, but Nathan over there at the at End Dreams walked us through all of their plans for, that are uh, that are coming up for Ghostbusters. Did you get a chance to watch this, Wes? I did not. I, I skimmed worry. through an article I earlier today. I saw that uh, that they said that there were two significant pieces of uh, or two new game modes, maybe is what they said uh, that are about to come to uh, Ghostbusters. But I didn't read much deeper into it than that. Well, let me tell you what I don't care about with Ghostbusters, and that's game modes. After playing Heist and Seek, which was garbage, uh, I do not care about the infested mode or whatever the fuck it's called that's coming soon. Does not, uh, I don't care about it at all. However, Nathan alluded to quite a few things that are happening. He talks about an ex- expanded roadmap with new skins, um, or, or I guess new costumes, whatever you want to call them. These are. Uh, they're actually uh, the flight suit costumes, they're calling them, from the original Ghostbusters. So you'll actually be able to dress like the OG Ghostbusters, which is pretty cool. Um, then they said, uh, you know, the big thing uh, coming in January, I believe, I hope I get all this right, is the Slimer Hunt game mode. Now, this is supposed to be, they're saying the right things here, Wes. I, I don't know if they're going to deliver, but they're saying these are more narrative infused and they have the darker atmosphere, like scarier. And so to kind of like give us that, tinge of like 1985 or six, whatever it was, Ghostbusters that like certainly hasn't been around in some of the newer materials that they've been putting out, whether it be the games or the, uh, or the movies. Uh, and that's pretty cool. I don't know exactly how these will play out, but I, I like the idea that they're going to be more narrative focused because if you play the tutorial, the introduction to the game, I was like, I think that was the best part of this game. 
agreed um you know it's all good you know be it new game modes new skins more for this game is good um it it felt a bit incomplete felt a little early access yep. I, for what it's worth i didn't hate the game i i enjoyed my time in it with friends um but it, it felt it felt like it had the same things wrong with it that after the fall had had wrong with it but it didn't have any of the good parts of what was good about after the fall so it's just kind of like bits and pieces of a much larger game that we're still waiting on well the one final thing that nathan uh revealed during this three minute video <clears throat> is that uh there's going to be a big content drop that he did not say anything about in march to coincide with the new movie that's coming out um I don't know what that means, but he says he's really excited about it. Dude, we want every game to be good. You know, I don't remember what I scored this, probably like a 5-5 five, five or something like that. I thought it was really weak for, um, you know, for, for what it was delivering content-wise, uh, gameplay-wise, everything. Uh, and so I, I'm really hoping that this, this ends up delivering in some way, uh, because right now I just don't think it's where it needs to be. Agreed. Uh, and I hope, and I know this is going to be in vain, um, but I hope that these content in updates continue to be free until the game hits a certain threshold. I know that they they sold like the base version of the game and then the deluxe version, which was a significant amount more money. Yeah. And uh, that alludes to there being a lot more paid content down the road. I hope this big content drop in March isn't that because if <laughs> right. it is, I'll, I'll never know how good it is, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I have, I mean, I have no idea. Like that, that it was so confusing, and I'm still confused now, even post launch. What was that extra twenty dollars for? Like, what? Uh, I, I got a gold proton pack. As, as far as I know, I don't remember anything else. Um, but you know, like it would, it would behoove them to continue to release content for everybody. Um, you know, whatever. Keep the keep the the skins or whatever you want uh, for for the the paid access but like you can't you can't hide game modes behind a deluxe edition like for actual game modes i don't know i mean i guess you could yeah i suppose especially if this big content drop uh that's coinciding with the new movie is like a story campaign you know that has something to do with the movie um that could be paid content but i would i would much prefer that uh the original campaign get filled out a little bit because it doesn't feel like much of a campaign you know? right i agree uh so that's that man uh that is that's what's happening over there with ghostbusters um the hippie pickle what's up hippie with the two quid says it's my birthday here's a present wait that's not right yeah i don't think that's how that works at all i could be uh could be wrong about that happy birthday happy, happy pickle he's old man he's catching up to us Oh, he must be old then. <laughs> Unintended Studios with the $5 tip says, beat Resident Evil 4. Oh, congratulations. You're ahead of me. The minecart was everything I hoped for. My only two gripes are the scope being super blurry. Uh, you know what? Yeah, it's not as clear as it could be. And uh, and no belt placement settings like in propagation. Yeah, every so often I would try to grab ammo, um, shove it into my handgun, and then look down and realize I was trying to shove my knife into my handgun, which... That's that's not a thing, as far as I know. 
So, so. what did he say that the the scope was blurry or, or the game in general? No, the scope. Um, so I've got I've got the uh, Stingray rifle, I believe, uh, and I put the super power scope on. I think you can zoom like three times, like click, 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 and uh, and it and it is a little blurry. Uh, it's not. I mean, it's not. It doesn't make anything unplayable, but it certainly isn't like crystal clear or anything. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. I, and, and I, and I, and I feel like I'm even like downplaying it a little bit. It is, it is fairly blurry. Um, I don't want to be like, it's no, not crystal clear asked, when it is blurry. I've, I've had people complain about the game in general being blurry and that hasn't been my experience. Yeah. So my mind immediately goes to like what happened with switchback where people were complaining about that being super blurry when it wasn't for me. Have you heard very many people complaining about the resolution in this game here and there? Here and there, like I've certainly, uh, I've certainly seen the comments. I've been keeping an eye on all the comments. I haven't had time to reply like I used to. Um, but a, a few people said, you know, I don't, see, I don't see the hype. You know, people are saying the, uh, the the environments are amazing. They're not. They're blurry. They're this. They're that. Whatever. You know. Uh, and I'm just, I, I'm a little surprised, right? Because, you know, pe- people said the same thing about Village. People had complaints about Village, and now, and now when they go back. And they, they play Village, they're like, oh, shit, did this get a graphics update? And it's like, no, you just remembered it being a lot worse than it was. And it's actually <laughs> phenomenal. Um, and I, and I, feel like, I feel like Resident Evil 4 is going to age just fine. Um, peop, I don't know what people are expecting. Uh, I, think, I think it looks great. Yeah, I do too. It, it looks wonderful. Um, GameCat, the GameCat Andrew Ehrenreich. Oh, he simplified it. Uh, with $5 tip says, the urge to sing The Lion Sleeps Tonight is always just a whim away. A whim away. A whim away. Happy West Day. <laughs> a whim away. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we've always lived in the Castle Mary Cat in the chat. says, I've seen some pop in textures here and there, but no big deal. Um, yeah, that's how I feel. It's like there's the, the fact that we're playing Resident Evil 4 in VR and it looks fucking incredible. I'm, I'm happy. I'm very happy with Agreed. the way it looks. I agree. That. And I haven't even really noticed much pop in, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Wes, just before we went live, uh, over on the Steel Wool Studios website, uh, they released an announcement regarding the launch of Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted 2, which is happening tomorrow. Uh, so let me do a couple things here. First, I want to uh, change this goddamn trailer. Ominous, Brian. I don't know what this announcement entails, but I always get nervous when we get these pre-launch day announcements. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't really have a chance to read through it, but uh, I did get the cliff notes with the uh, with some of the mods who were in chat with me before the show. Uh, so let's see what this has to say. Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted 2 VR launch. Uh, again, this is over on steelwoolstudios.com. December 13, 2023. So, uh, 2023 has been a wild ride for FNAF fans, hasn't it? Yes, it has. The community has eaten well, and it's not even over yet. Uh, I guess they're referring to the movie. Tomorrow at 6 a.m. Pacific. That's 9 a.m. my time. I don't know about the rest of the world. Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted 2 launches on PlayStation VR 2 and Steam VR. I would like to share a few details about the game and its launch, as well as provide a short-term roadmap. Ooh, I like roadmaps. Help Wanted 2 contains about 40 mini-games, with the vast majority of them designed for replayability. Beyond tutorial content, we randomly generate what the player needs to do in the respective games. This includes customer orders in L-Chips, Glamrock, 
Roxy's fashion demands in the glam rock salon. Dude, there's so many Five Nights fans right now, like fucking screaming at me. That's not how you pronounce that. And I'm like really <laughs> fucking sorry because the font's really small and I don't know Five Nights as well as I'd like to. Uh, emergencies and first aid. Uh, turning up the beat in DJ Music Man's recording studio, as well as a bunch more that we're excited for you all to finally see. Our goal was to deliver gameplay you'd be able to enjoy for years to come. Uh, as for the narrative, it was probably best if you experience it firsthand. Be sure to try all the different career opportunities you're presented with. You just never know what will speak to you. The launch version will be VR only. This is something I think a lot of people were curious about. Um, but you can expect the flat slash standard version in spring 2024. If you purchase the VR version, you are entitled to the flat version at no additional cost. The game will cost 40 bucks at launch. Uh, I think that's a little more expensive, uh, if I remember correctly, Wes, than Help Wanted 1. I think Help Wanted 1 was 30 and then the Curse of the Dreadbear DLC was like, it wasn't cheap. It was like another 20 bucks or something like that. I forget what it was. That's so right, but uh, this sounds like it's going to be quite a bit of content, uh, the way they're selling it here, as a game that you'll be able to enjoy for years. I mean, that's pretty pretty big statement that is a huge statement and i don't know how true it's gonna end up being uh let's talk about what the next week is gonna look like on launch day we're gonna do what we always do watch you play the game <laughs> we genuinely love seeing how much y'all enjoy what we've made and it really reinvigorates the passion we have for making games that's step one step two is all about diligence keeping our eye out for any unexpected balance issues or bugs that may have slipped through the cracks now there is a serious now, if there's a serious game-breaking bug that suddenly appears, we will start working to address it immediately, keeping everyone updated as we do. We're not all expecting that to happen. We're not at all expecting that to happen, but we are absolutely prepared for it. Uh, overall, we're absolutely over the moon for what's going out the door, and I can speak for the whole team when I say that we're completely proud of what we've built. It has the laughs, screams, and vibe that we targeted, bar none. Still, that overwhelming joy doesn't stop us from saying to ourselves, I wish I could have done... I wish I could have done just one more bit of polish. So to that end, we're planning on doing a larger patch in early 2024. It won't be a massive feature addition or contain narrative changes. We're focused on a quality of life patch. We've got things that we already know we'd like to improve, but we're also eager to hear your opinions about things like gameplay, clarity, and balance. Gameplay clarity and balance. Uh, obviously, we won't be able to do everything that the community brings up, but we still want to hear it all. The more we know about how the gameplay feels, the better the patch will be. Um, for our PC folks who are planning to use a Quest headset, we discovered a problem just last night that we need to scream from the rooftops so folks are aware. Only 13 days ago, a new app was released on the Oculus app for the Steam Link support, and because it's less than two weeks old, our game doesn't support it. Your inputs will not work when you launch the game. We are planning to fix this in our quality of life patch, launching the game through Oculus Link and Steam VR, while using actual, actual link cable is the best way to play on PC. Um, yeah, the rest of this doesn't seem to really pertain. Now they're talking about console and support and flat stuff from here on yeah. out, it looks like. Yep. So, uh, yeah, this comes from Ray McCaffrey. Um, I saw people concerned that like the, that the game comes out tomorrow and that there were no reviews or anything out. Um, uh, but rest assured we have keys and, uh, we're going to be checking this game out hopefully tonight and, doing whatever we can talk about it. Obviously it, there's a, uh, you know, from my end and I think from Wes's end, there, there's definitely a problem here um, because, because we have all this other shit we need to be doing. Uh, and so diving into Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted 2 is not unfortunately a priority right now. 
Um, but doesn't make me any less excited for this game, Wes. Oh, I, I, I can feel the excitement because my, my children <laughs> ask me about it four times a day. Like, have you got a key yet? Is it coming out? Can I go ahead and do tomorrow's schoolwork so that I can just play uh, FNAF tomorrow? Like, they're legit pumped for it. Um, and uh, this sounds like it's a whole new game. What they've been telling me is like the, the first one was a lot of it was the original five nights games re-released in vr mm -hmm. and they were expecting something similar here like because there's so many like side projects and and different games that weren't part of like the original uh timeline that they were expecting kind of a repeat here but this sounds to me like it's a, a whole new game made primarily for vr that's coming to flat later um, uh, which is cool it seems like there's a there there is a focus here on uh, the sister location game uh, that the, a lot of those will be remade into VR, uh, but luckily that seems to be a favorite with the fans. So I think we're in for a good time. Yeah, new games remade, old games. I'm excited, man. It looks like a lot of stuff going on here. Yeah, and I, I really I want to give these guys every benefit of the doubt because they're doing it the right way. VR first, and then bring the flat support. That's beautiful. <laughs> this is how hybrid games should work. That's exactly right. Yep. Though not not even really for most games. <laughs> like most <laughs> I think I think we've talked about this at length before, but I think most VR games would be terrible flat screen games. Um yeah, well I mean a lot of them would. The best ones though would work. That that's the thing. The the problem is is that a lot most VR games are small budget indie games yeah. and and yeah, designed primarily around doing things with your hands, you know, which doesn't really translate to a gamepad. Um, but the big ones, right? The big budget ones that are a bit more like a traditional game. <clears throat> I think many of those would work. Do you think something games. like uh, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners would work? Because that's the one I always think of when I go, man, this is so good in VR. But if I think about playing it on a flat screen, I'm like, this is a fucking terrible zombie game on a flat screen. Because like so much of what works in that game is like actually grabbing your backpack, actually swinging the weapons, actually reloading manually. These are the things that like like really add to the tension, the immersion. Uh, and, I, and I feel like it would just be fucking boring on the flat screen. I, I don't know if that's a thing or not. But let's be honest, yeah. this is how we feel about gaming in general. Like <laughs> when we think about playing anything on the flat screen, like you mean I can't shoot the name down the sights and sure. like swing a machete through the thing's head? Like that sounds terrible. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We are we are jaded VR gamers. VR is the way forward. <laughs> Everything else is wrong. Yep, it's true. We're we, I don't yeah I don't think we certainly don't speak for everybody. But as far as that's concerned, we're definitely speaking for ourselves. Wes, when the fuck is Vertigo two coming out? <laughs> Shit, man. I guess when they stop finding bugs, who knows? At this point, <laughs> um, I, I feel bad. I, I feel I do because I played it and I know what it is and I know how it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And while there's no shortage of stuff to play right now, I, I, w I was really optimistic that people would get this game this year. Yeah. Um, now, I, now I do have to say that when they initially announced that this game was coming this year, I was very surprised because again, I know what this game is. I know how big the team is that's working on it. And they only started working on it. I think in April or something like that, wow. something ridiculous. Um, 
so the fact that it's even like possibly going to launch this year is amazing is it um but i don't know man i, I don't know um I, I really i have no idea what the specifics are of the things that they're working on mm-hmm. um but i do know that the uh the standard of quality is high and they're aiming to launch a perfect game and um that could be tomorrow and that could be next month i have no clue well yeah it's uh the answer's sort of been all over the place uh because you know we're all trying to read into any clues that we're given and if you go over to uh to twitter then they uh the perp games is saying read the sign vertigo 2 is coming very very is in capital letters very soon to psvr2 uh and i did read the sign that they're pointing to in this video clip and it means absolutely fucking nothing um so they're saying very soon in capital letters now just i believe it was last week there was a new release date of like january 15th or something along those lines i don't remember the exact date but it was sometime mid-january that showed up on the playstation store and everyone said brian is this legit and i was like dude i fucking trust the playstation store like i trust people i don't trust <laughs> because i don't fucking trust whoever's running the playstation store and then that date disappeared and then today very briefly wes very briefly a december 15th release date popped up on the playstation store then quickly got removed so it could be coming out fucking Friday, dude. Uh, but but I have no idea. This is this is one thing. Like again, I'm so buried in what I'm doing, and despite the fact that I talk talk to Perp almost every other day, uh, which who by the way are co-sponsoring the uh, the award show. Um, so I, I'm definitely talking to them frequently. This is the one question I haven't asked them because because as far as I'm concerned, I'm like whatever. It comes out when it comes out. I've got shit to do, you know. But like I just I just hope that if it is coming out Friday that they've taken care they, they said they found a game breaking bug. I also found game breaking bugs that I reported to them that I'm sure they squashed. Uh, and, um, and I'm just hoping that they really are taking their time and making sure that this game is everything we want it to be when it releases on PSVR two. We don't want this to be something that we're waiting to become good. Say, so, Oh, we know this is going to be a good game. This is, we don't want another green hell experience. It launched on PC with game breaking bugs, um, but they fixed it in a day. Like Whoa. literally by day two, the patch was out. It was all good to go, and it was like beautiful from that point forward. So I'm not surprised that they're that they're having issues with it. This is a ambitious project. Um, so yeah, I, you know, now that I hear you say that, I think it might come out Friday. Like, what was it the last? <laughs> Was it the last release date on a Friday? I don't know. You heard it here first. If we're right, then tell everybody that we were right. If we were wrong, then fucking pretend like this conversation never happened. Well, see, see I, know, I know you don't have much trust in the um, in the PlayStation Store because the, sometimes they'll they'll give these weird far off dates that turned out just to be placeholder dates. Yeah. Um, but they nailed Arizona Sunshine two a couple months ago. It's true. When the very same thing happened. Yep. And we headlined with that shit. And and, and, and there and then Vertigo stopped talking to me because <laughs> they were just like, We're so done with you. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No, I, Vert- I, I I'm kidding. Vertigo's Vertigo's fine. We're fine. <laughs> I believe everything's fine. I think. These are things that I'm concerned about. <laughs> I, but the, every day the, I wake up and go, man, who's mad at me today? Don't worry. You can't. You can't do that. Fuck them. Fuck them all. 
Uh, so, dude, the answer is we uh, we have no idea when this game is coming out. Could be Friday. Could be next month. We have no idea. Uh, either way, month. either way, shit happens. Uh, Wes, do you, do you think do you think console gamers are just kind of used to? I mean, like obviously in the last few months, the last year, uh, we've certainly gotten games that when they release, we're like, oh man, like this doesn't look as good as it should. Frame rate problems, this that, whatever, right? Um, and then we get then we get upset. Is it because is it because console gamers have been like so used to having their games optimized for their console for so long that like now when we kind of have releases like PC has always dealt with that like we're just not used to it and because of what's the way we've been treated for like years or 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 do you think this is I don't know. I mean, weird theory. There, there's probably some of that going on for sure because obviously the standard of quality uh, with new releases has fallen dramatically over the last few years. Right. And that's for everyone. It's for console players. It's for PC gamers. It's for traditional and VR. Um, I don't know what's to blame for it. Um, it seems like the, the culture increasingly is, is becoming more about hitting deadlines than delivering a product that you can be proud of and and you know who knows what why that is the case um but yeah i think that i think for so many years console gamers they weren't even aware of these like frame rate what's that you know what i mean yeah. like it, the game just worked you didn't have to think about micro stutters or, or or frame drops or any of this stuff um but it seems like lately over the last few years um that most studios are so uh, i don't know so driven to push the boundaries of what the hardware can do that uh we're always trying to do just a little too much and um and you know eventually they get it you know but sometimes that happens when it's way too late and you've already tarnished your reputation and had to eat a bunch of refunds so yeah i don't know i don't know what's behind it but i definitely have noticed it yeah, we've certainly seen, um, you know, we've certainly seen, uh, you know, the industry, the industry kind of came crashing down this year to a certain extent, right? I mean, like so many studios closed and so many people lost their jobs and really unfortunate stuff. Um, and so, you know, when everything is, when, when obviously, you know, businesses that are based around uh, a capitalistic society uh, are, can only survive if they're making money or, or are only warranted by their parent warranted to stay open by their parent company if they're a certain level of profitability like that's why yeah that's why these games get rushed out that's why uh these games studios are getting shut down just uh i don't know I, I guess i just i guess i just wish that a lot more of these publishers could see the long-term vision and be like oh you guys broke even on your last game but you know what like you, there's a lot of potential here like let's Hopefully your next game blows it out of the water or something along those lines. I just feel like game studios are getting shut down that like didn't even have a chance. Like really unfair. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does kind of suck. And a lot of it has to do with the state of the economy and the sta state of the world. I mean, there's not as much uh, extra money to go around toward entertainment as there was just a few years ago. And uh, typically the, the people that that hits the hardest are the people who deserve it the least. So um, it is unfortunate, and it is yep. true. 
indeed. And as certain people in the chat have posted, uh, pointed out, this has been happening for a while. I'm like, it's true. Ever since, ever since we had the ability to patch games, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, uh, then developers have had an excuse or publishers have had an excuse to push out a game. We'll fix it later. So we've got to work around. You know what it could be? Um, you know, they're, they're for the longest time advancements in hardware in terms of like graphics processors what was just sheerly horsepower right mm-hmm. the, the the processors were able to do a lot more and therefore the 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 software developers were able to just push that into the games as much as possible the last couple of generations or maybe it's been every other generation on pc uh, there have been significant new technologies unveiled uh, dlss FSR, new ways to optimize games, ray tracing, all of this stuff is all really relatively new from a technical perspective. And all of these developers, whether they're making a console game or they're making a PC game, they're all developing them on PCs. And I'm sure they're trying to use as much of that stuff as they can. And this could just be studios getting a grip on uh, the new normal. Right, even Unreal Engine Five with the Nanite and the Lumen and all of this stuff—it's all very new. Um, so I, I'm sure that a lot of these games that come out, especially the cross-platform ones, would run well on a 4080 or a 4090 in a PC. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know, that's a 12 to 1500 graphics card or more. Um, but the console versions—it uh, takes a little while to optimize them to get them to keep up um all speculation but it's a theory that makes sense and on that note it's time to move on we got ben l of the GameCat army says hey brian uh level three membership by the way thank you so much for the support says hey brian if you're still looking for benefits you can give members how about bringing over some of the emojis from discord for members to use here no clue if that would work but good luck Uh, i also have no idea if that would work but I will absolutely do my best. (laughs) Like that sounds like a great idea. Uh, So thank you for the suggestion. I'll get my best men right on it. Uh, Grandpa's barbecue or game cat with the Australian $5 tip says, I agree. Would love to see. We'll see what he agreed to before I get excited. I agree. Would love to see the new game from no man's sky developers to release VR version first, then flat. Ah, also starts to educate consumers that VR is the future. Yes. Uh, I think the chances of that happening are, let's see, what's lower than zero? Because, yeah, yep. But I agree. I agree. It would be really cool to start seeing a little bit more of this, um, a little bit more of these big games, get VR support first, and then come to flat screen. Uh, I think it would definitely convince a few people to pull the trigger and buy buy a headset. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking when, when you mentioned that about the Five Nights at Freddy's. It's like, it might not sell thousands of headsets but it's definitely going to sell some headsets people like the fanboys are not going to want to wait for this and if they have a console they're probably going to go to a headset to play it very likely um who we got next we got flippy nuggets flippy nuggets i love it australian five dollar tips has picked up a hard copy of resident evil 4 for nine dollars and fifty cents australian after trading a couple of old games to say i feel like i got my money's worth would be a gross understatement hell yeah an amazing amazing deal Whew. yeah uh there's some people saying there are some people uh complaining uh on on friday's show 
when Miles and I were just had our first impressions about uh, Resident Evil 4, they're saying, how can you possibly complain about a, a free patch? And I was like, well, I get that for everybody who bought Resident Evil 4, you know, when it came out and now this is a right. free patch for them. We're most of us in this community didn't, didn't have the game already and said, oh, this is great. My, my the game I've already paid and paid for and already played, I uh, got a free patch. Um, and most of us bought the game because of the free patch. And so for, for me, it's not like, oh, I got a, I got a free VR version of a game on top of something I already own. No, it's, I, I, this is what I bought. I, I, I basically paid, I, and luckily I got, I got it for 30 bucks. Um, but yeah, so I mean, no, you know, it's just one of those random things. Uh, why did I even mention that? Oh, because, because Flippy Nuggets was talking about how we got Resident Evil 4 so cheap. And I, and I feel like I got a deal for 30 bucks too. Like that is a steal. So, you know, again, hard to complain. <laughs> so maybe, maybe about, they were right to begin with. You want to talk about lucky that you got it for 30 bucks. So this, this, this was on sale for weeks for $30 yep. in the holiday sales and procrastinate as I always do. I let it come and go. Uh, and then, then they announced that the VR uh, patch is coming out and now it's 60 bucks. Um, so like I wait right up until the the game basically drops to to uh, oh same to, to same buy thing. it again I I I, I bring it up on my screen sixty dollars right that morning sixty dollars uh, I I get sidetracked before I can hit the uh, the button to buy it and pay for it and then by the time I got back to it it was on sale wow <laughs> and I got it for thirty. But uh, that's the definition of lucky right there. Yeah, I was completely prepared to pay the full price for it and was happy to do so. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was the exact same way. I was like, oh, I didn't pick it up on discount. I didn't pick it up on discount when it was, you know, when it was cheap. And because I was expecting, I think like a lot of us we were like, like, we didn't quite believe the the PlayStation blog post when they said coming later this year. We we're like, ah, we don't, we're not really sure what to believe. Um, and so I was like, I'll just wait. I'll just wait. It'll probably go on sale again. And then the next thing we know, yeah, it's like, oh, shit, it's coming out next week. And it's not on sale anymore. God damn it. Right. right. Yeah. Worked out for me, yeah. though, too. Uh, I, I, I didn't I, I didn't come nearly as close to paying full price as you did, but I waited till the day of uh, that it was coming out. And I was very happy to see that it went on sale that day. Real lucky. Yeah, I'm happy about it. This is something I love to do is when we get one of these flat games that come into VR, I like to buy them when they get the VR support so that the, the studio, so that Sony knows mm -hmm. why these copies were sold specifically for the VR support. Yep. Agreed. And again, just like, just like they did with seven Resident Evil seven and village, I believe they were able to keep, keep a track of how many people Well, obviously, right. They, they, they're, it's easy. They are easily keeping track of how many people are playing the VR mode because you actually have to buy the VR patch separately for free. Like you have to purchase it. You have to redeem it on the PlayStation store. So all they have to do is see how many people fucking redeem that. Right. And so really, really hoping those are big numbers because dude, Resident Evil 4 is such a big game, such a big game. I, I feel like nine out of 10 people I talk to what's their favorite game of all time. They give me a top 10 list. Number one is always Resident Evil 4. Yeah. So what's the point of all this? What's, what's the point of any of it, Wes? What are we doing here? We're working up to Resident Evil 2 Remake. <laughs> I hope so. Actually. I hope so. That's, that's you know, the one you know I if I could pick one. You know, if I could pick one, what it would be? It would be Resident Evil 7 Remake. That's what I would 
Um, yeah, I don't know. That's funny. Like if you, if you gave me the option, I think we talked about this recently on Gamescast. If you had the option of two remake in seven brought to PSVR two, I think I'd have to go with two. I think I would because I already played seven to death to death. Do I want it? Absolutely. But I'd rather play a new one. But you haven't played seven remake. True. True. Jack's even bigger and scarier now than he was before. Yeah, um, exactly. I'll tell you what I want. I want, I want, um, I want Resident Evil dead aim. It's like, it's, it's the PlayStation two gun con two light gun shooter. We actually use the D pad to, to run around the cruise ship in third person and then still shooting at the screen. Like, I mean, it didn't work terribly well because who wants to use a D pad, uh, to play a third person game, uh, on PlayStation two. Somebody uh, make that happen. Well, we should be able to make this happen through emulators. Hell yeah. Do it, somebody. If you're watching this and you have the ability, go do it. Wes, you've been around for a while. Been around the block a few times. That's what, what I hear. What's what's the word about epic roller coasters? <laughs> uh, it's not good, okay. Ryan. I mean, it's okay, but it it's not good. It's uh, It doesn't... Gosh, I, I hate to shit on this game based upon the experience I had four years ago or whenever it was that I tried it. Yep. Um, but it didn't live up, man. I, and I don't know if that's because it's as bad as I really think it is or if if it's because my first experience in a VR roller coaster was Rush of Blood and then nothing ever lived up to that afterwards. Mm. Um, but my recollection of epic roller coasters was subpar graphics um movement that didn't really feel like you were moving in vr and then frame rate that would turn your stomach um you play maybe on, it's better now did you play on steam uh, yeah i did i played it on steam okay because i played on quest this was this was when i first got my quest one uh i was like let's see what this is about I, I went on the quest store just downloaded anything free that i could find um and this is and this is that and so i didn't like the free track that it came with and so i didn't have any desire to pay uh for um to pay for any paid dlc uh but looking over on the steam store it seems like about 20 or 30 pieces of dlc have come out and uh spongebob which is ten dollar dlc comes with like five roller coasters why are we talking about this we're talking about this because it showed up on the playstation store is uh, actually available right now to download for free, free to play. Um, you get your first coaster for free, and then all the other DLC will be paid. It is uh, it is on the PlayStation Store. It is available now in Australia and New Zealand, which means that likely by tomorrow it'll be available everywhere. Um, I'm interested to see if these developers gave a fuck about smoothing out the experience, making it look play better for PlayStation VR 2 uh, than it does on other platforms. Because like I said, like I, my quest experience sounded pretty damn similar to your PC experience. Uh, and dude, I, this is what I, this is kind of what I want, right? Like, I mean, yeah. a roller coaster platform where you just were every couple months here, here's another $3 track you can buy. Here's another $3 coaster. Check this shit out. Um, but uh, but if it's not good, it's not good. So what's the point? Yeah, it's it's the biggest no brainer concept in in VR history, and for some reason nobody can deliver on it. Um, yeah, I mean th th this is the type of shit VR was made for is to go on roller coaster rides, and and you're right, it wouldn't take a ton of development time or, or resources for somebody to put out a nice polished track every three months, right? right? For a few dollars, and they could sell it forever. 
Um, but after Rush of Blood, I went on a like a, a search to find the VR roller coasters. Let's find the good VR roller coasters, and there just weren't any. I mean, there weren't any, and and this, you know, I mean, uh, th this was one of the better ones, but it still wasn't good enough. Right. You know what I mean? It still wasn't anything that made me want to go back and spend any money or time in it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it is better now. Hopefully they put some haptics in here and uh, really polished up some of this stuff. Um, you know, I want it to be good enough that I'll try just to see because I, I want it. I want it to be good. Oh, for sure. Um, but I'm skeptical. Uh, Adam Luke in the chat says Ultra Wings 2 is coming soon. Uh, indeed it is. Uh, the last I heard from them, they were planning on getting out by before the end of the year, which is really soon. Uh, so we could be seeing that very soon. Uh, I'm assuming they haven't passed Sony QA because if they had, we'd have a release date, my guess is, or the game would be out. Uh, this, but this also goes for a few things. It seems like Breachers get kind of held up in QA. Um, that Cube VR we've been looking forward to, uh, that that suddenly went from being this year to no release date. Um, so there's a lot of games imminent that just kind of fell off the radar a little bit, uh, and they could drop at any time. Meaning the already fucking chaotic, crazy month that we've been having is about to get even crazier. That's par for the course these days, right? Like yeah. this is just how it goes. We will have a drought for a month, and then we'll have an another month where you just can't breathe for all the games. <laughs> right. Yep. Good stuff, man. Good stuff, um, dude. I mean, and this just this just goes for you know, so epic roller coasters dropped uh, randomly. Uh, we didn't expect that to happen. Uh, Chernobyl again uh, is is listed on the PlayStation Store suddenly. No release date. Uh, cooking sim vr trophies are now live um so that was a game i don't believe we even knew was coming uh we don't have a release date but when trophies go live you can always expect it's not more than a couple weeks away at best um i mean this is just this is just craziness uh and then and then wes these are the two games that we played for today's show <laughs> both of which are also coming out very shortly uh Let's let's start with Vetrix Worlds. Um, we you and I just played this together mere hours ago. <laughs> Indeed, you want to get the ball rolling while I get some footage up here? Yeah. Um, so this is a game that's been out for a while on other platforms. Um, with that said, I've never quite had the uh, the urge to play it because, like so many other uh, VR games, the flat screen footage of it does it no justice. Um, no. But since, since this is the thing that came out this week and the thing we could talk about, we decided to check it out. And I was pre pleasantly surprised with it. I, being someone who, who does enjoy Tetris from time to time, yep. uh, I feel like this is a pretty fresh and unique take on that in VR that really takes advantage of the, uh, you know, the three-dimensional aspects of VR. Um, and the fact that you can play with friends in so many different ways... Uh, another big plus for me. Yeah, the footage that you're seeing now is obviously is from my perspective, and that person on the other side of the wall for me is is West, uh, and we're playing. This is a co-op mode, and so you can see that just like Tetris, you're building with the with very similar looking blocks. They are actually some of them are in three dimensions, so uh, they go you know either too wide and too deep, um, and uh, and so the but the entire game board goes two spaces deep so it's got it's got a layer that you normally have with tetris but it also goes another layer 
Now, at first I was like, oh, Wes is building his side and I'm building my side, uh, which is, I, I thought I was like, this is going to get chaotic because there's going to be missing blocks here and there that I can't see on your side. But then there's a button below that spins the entire board. So you can spin this, you can spin the entire play field uh, 180 degrees. So I can, so I can take over your side or you can take over my side or however you want to do it. Um, and I didn't, I was intrigued by these trailers, but I was sort of with you. I was like, yeah, this, this doesn't look terribly fun, but it could be fun to be grabbing these Tetris pieces with your hand and then physically placing them onto the board. And there's something very cool about that. There, I, I, I love I love the way that this game feels to play. Um, and when and it's very similar to Tetris, when you get into the rhythm, you know, at first you're like, uh, 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 where does this go? Uh, turning and you're twisting your hand in weird ways, but you get into a rhythm where eventually you're just like, grab the piece, place it, grab the piece, place it, grab the piece, place it, grab the piece, place it. And it's like, I'm, you're in that Tetris rhythm. And so this actually satisfies that same it scratches the same itch that Tetris itself does, I think. Right. But it adds new wrinkles in too, because now that it is in 3D and you're placing the blocks by hand, you can leave holes. And if you have a block that's in the shape of the hole, you don't have to clear the top layers. You can literally just stick it in the hole and clear the line, uh, which is really cool. And it makes you have to think about the puzzles a different way. So like now it's kind of, it's not, so bad if you leave a hole as long as the hole's got the right shape to it right yeah. um and, and with it being too deep and something like 12 wide um it, it makes it, it, it like doubles the possibilities of how you can put the box blocks in there now because you can turn them on all three axes and, and fit them in so it gives you a lot more to think about than a standard 2d tetris would um, and that's just if you're playing in the classic mode. There's a, a mode that has special blocks that have special properties that really make it a, a very different game than any kind of Tetris game I've ever played before. Yeah, those those special blocks that you're referring to are uh, <sighs> stressful. I mean, like, they, so when they show up, I don't, I don't know what mode we're watching right now, but we did, we did certainly try them, so they should be appearing at some point here. Uh, the, the special blocks, they're green, and when you place them down, a timer starts counting down. And it's not like, oh, the counter goes down every time somebody takes a turn. No, it's just counting down the seconds until, like, it either ends the game or hurts your score or something. Like, we're still, I'm still learning the ins and outs, exactly what's going on. Um, but, yeah, it adds a whole new level of stress to Tetris. And then also these green blocks will appear at the top where you have to clear those lines as well. And, and all those have different properties. Um, this is a <laughs> magic. The game guy says, what is West talking about again? This is Vetrix worlds. It's the game that's on the screen right now. Um, it's uh, by the way, uh, it comes, it comes out December 21st. So this is an early preview. Uh, just consider this the review because uh, I won't have time to review it until next month or the month after. Uh, it comes out the 21st. It is $15. Well, on Steam, it's $15. We're really hoping that it's the same price over here on PlayStation. Uh, but that's just, dude, the, the mode that we just described is one of the co-op modes. I believe we did, uh, we did score or time attack. I can't remember which ones we did. I think we might've done both, but we also did a competitive mode where each of us are basically standing next to each other. And so we're not facing each other anymore using the same board. We're standing next to each other, both with uh, 
with identical Tetris boards uh, that we're filling up and placing in the whole thing. And, uh, and, and I found that to be just as much fun as the, uh, the co-op mode. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, and, um, I, I, it makes me wonder because I didn't get a chance to try out all the modes. Like I don't even know. Did we even try survival mode? I don't think we did. Did we? I don't even know, man. I don't even know. Uh, we, we were certainly low on time. So we, we got a few games in and, uh, yeah. Oh, and what you're seeing here on the screen is uh, is the competitive mode. So over to my right, Wes is playing. You just can't see him because he's off screen. <laughs> but I mean, I really I want to go back in and trick out that survival mode because that was kind of my style playing regular Tetris. Is I'm not necessarily setting up ten moves ahead to score points, mm -hmm. but I want to see how how long I can stay alive. Oh, for sure. And out of all the different kind of uh, modes that we played today, they were all timed modes. And, you know, you play for a while and then it's over. Uh, I want to see how that survival mode goes and see if it's something that you can really, you know, that, that has like a, a scaling difficulty and, you know, that, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, after after we were done with our... Uh, so the, the only stage we had unlocked is the France stage? France. France. <laughs> Parlez-vous. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, you're on this rooftop. Uh, it seems like there's at least five other stages. Um, and, uh, and so I, I, I was like, okay, let me, let me play the campaign really fast. I mean, obviously it wasn't going to succeed really fast, but I wanted to check it out really fast. And, uh, and I had a good time with it, man. It was, you know, it was single player and you, you, you go through and you basically are just trying to beat certain scores in order to check certain boxes. And once you've done that, you go to, you know, level two in world one. So world one is France. And I made it to like the third world before I finally had to call it quits and say, I got to do games cast. Um, but, uh, but so I'm, I'm very interested in going back and, and seeing what else this game has to offer, what the other stages look like. Um, it's yeah, man. I mean, like I, I 100% can tell you, like if you're not a VR gamer, I don't, I don't think this, this footage sells you on the game. Right. But you can, you can feel what it would be like to be in this world and grabbing these blocks by hand is this the way, is this a way you want to play tetris and do you want to play with your friends and the, if the answer is yes then like i think this is a no-brainer personally yeah and to be clear um you know it's not tetris effect but it's a very different game than tetris effect at the same time it offers up something very different super physical um, like because you're just yeah and plus it feels good i mean the 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 sound effects and the haptics make it satisfying to place the blocks and, and to score. Um, so you can tell this game has been out for a, a little while and has had some work done on it because, it, it, I mean, for what it is, it's fairly polished, um, which, again, wasn't really something I was expecting with it. Yep. Uh, we'll answer a couple questions, and then we'll get on to the other game that we played for Gamescast today. Um. What do we got here? Oh, we got uh, Dratz Ebb with the level one membership says dead aim would be would have been perfect for the aim. Uh, agreed. <laughs> There's a lot of things that would have been perfect for the aim controller. Still think Ghostbusters would have been the perfect aim controlled game. That uh, just makes sense to me. Power wash simulator would have been perfect. Missed the boat on these big time. Yeah, yeah I agree. Wes, uh, 10 months in to PSVR 2. Yay or nay, you'd like an aim controller? 
I, I don't know. I don't want to answer this yet because I have my ProTube here and I haven't really messed around with it at all. I've been Same. waiting on breachers, breachers to come out so that I could uh, have an excuse to uh, to try out the the ProTube. Um, but I feel like I feel like if uh, if uh, the games give us control options that would allow us to play a game kind of in the same style as an aim controller game that I won't miss it. The question is, is how many games are going to give us those options? Um, outside of Firewall Ultra, I don't know that any will. Um, but I, I want to reserve judgment on this because I've always been a proponent for having a new aim controller. I've said it for years leading up to the launch of PSVR 2 that I don't want to use a gun stock. I want my damn controller yep. that uh, that feels like a, a gun in my hand. Uh, even if I have to press a button to reload, it's fine. Um, but Again, um, I want to try and see. You're right. We've yeah. got what is known as pretty much the uh, the leader when it comes to uh, gun stocks. Yep. So uh, it deserves a fair shot. I got my Pro Tube in the box. I got my Vader One out of the box. That's as far as I've done gone with either of them. Um, certainly after the new year, uh, AJ and I talked about uh, doing an accessories episode of Gamescast Live because between lenses, between uh, little things that you can attach to the headset itself to make it more comfortable. Um, I mean, gun stocks. I just got my grip to putter uh, for walkabout just showed up in the mail. Like I, I'm drowning in accessories, Wes, which wasn't good because I was already drowning in video games. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll get around to it. We'll get around to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Three dealer in, in the chat with a $5 tip. I like this one. It says, tech question. Does the PS5 projecting to the television, he's asking about the social screen, does that limit the power for output to the headset? Could they increase horsepower, increase horsepower by turning off that output? Um, easy answer is um, Easy answer is no. It doesn't affect it because all they're doing is just showing on screen what one of the lenses is seeing. Like it's, it's, re, it's just taking that and shoving it onto the screen. That's the easy answer. And so no, in that sense, if they just use the default way of using the social screen, then no. Um, however, developers do have a certain amount of control uh, regarding what's on the social screen. And depending on what they do with the output, it can use up some horsepower. Uh, I think most developers just leave it as is, but I've certainly seen a few instances that change it up a little bit. Uh, and, and Wes, if you have any corrections on that, I'd love to hear them. No, no corrections. In fact, this is a question I've often wondered uh, about myself. You would think that there would be some uh, level of resources that go into projecting that uh, that extra image. Now, they're not they don't have to generate the extra image. You're absolutely right. It's just mirroring mirroring it to a display. Uh, so it's not like the, uh, it's not like rendering it three times. Um, so uh, it, if there is any kind of resources going to it, it's probably not much. But I've often wondered why um, there isn't an option to just disable the social screen and divert whatever it is that they are using into maybe giving us another frame or two per second. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that brings us to the other game that we played for today's show and it's towers and power or towers and powers. I'm, I'm never going to get this right. I apologize for the rest of the show. Um, if I call it towers of power, 
It's because that was the name of a massive bong somebody had at their house when I was in high school. I cleared it. I cleared it in one one breath. <laughs> People I had would to come get on the steps. People... I had to get on the steps to clear it, but I did it. Didn't even cough. People would come to school on Monday bragging of saying the exact same shit. Quit it, quit it, no problem. Yeah, oh yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was it was tough. It took practice, but we we made did, it. Did we go to the same high school? God damn it. <laughs> Maybe I was in college, but him. I don't remember college. I'm not told. If it wasn't for my <laughs> diploma, I wouldn't. I'm not. I wouldn't be a hundred percent certain that I ever went. My parents don't like that joke. They're like, we fucking paid for that shit. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. still paying for it. Jesus. <clears throat> yeah, I wouldn't have gone if they didn't pay for it. So there's that. Um, yeah, Towers and Powers, man. Uh, this is this is actually coming out tomorrow, so this is uh, a much more uh, much more imminent game. Uh, this is, I believe, it's already listed on the PlayStation Store for sixteen ninety nine. Um, this is a tower defense game, and man, at least for the first few levels, it seems pretty standard fare as far as tower defense stuff goes. Um, I started up, thought this looks pretty. This has nice, very colorful uh, environments, nice use of the OLED, really make those things pop. Um, and and then I tried to get through the tutorial and I said, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know if you had the same experience, Wes, but I need to sometimes, especially with genres that I don't play a lot, <laughs> I, need, I need to be... I need to be held by the hand and said, this is what this means. And this is what this means. And this game does not do that very well. Um, it tends to explain things a little late, like after you've already dealt with them for a while, then it explains it. Uh, and sometimes it just explains things and says, this is what this is. And then you're like, what the fuck does that mean? Um, however, outside of that, once you kind of get the hang of it and once you get to get used to all the controls and what's happening in this world, uh, I feel like it's a lot of fucking fun and, uh, and, and I'm having a blast. I'm like, I've only finished the third world, I believe, uh, out of, and there's 15. However, uh, miles is further than us. And he said it took him a couple hours just to get to world five, I believe. So it, the pace does slow down. Uh, but you're constantly learning new things. Wes, uh, are you much of a, are you much of a tower defense person? You know, it's interesting that you asked me this because every time anyone has ever asked me this, I say, no, I'm not really into tower defense. Now, with that said, I can't think of one that I've played in VR that I didn't somewhat enjoy. Like, it seems like this isn't the type of game I go searching out, like when I'm looking for something to play. Mm -hmm. But whenever I have played it, or any of them, um, they typically turn out to be pretty good and pretty fun and pretty engaging. I mean, we were five minutes late starting the stream today because I was towers and powers, man. I was stuck in there and I lost track of time. Um, Cleared it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, it's not really my, my cup of tea, not the type of thing I go looking for. Um, but it's a polished game. It's pretty well put together and confusing tutorial aside, it's pretty easy to pick up. Uh, I'm the same way, man. Like uh, there are tower defense games in my past that I was like, oh yeah, no, I remember that fondly. Like Pixel Junk Monsters, the first one. Like I just heard it was a good game. I played it. PS3, I think. Vita, I don't fucking remember, man. It's been a long time. Um, but I spent hours and hours and hours with that game. I spent a lot of time with that. Uh, and and this, 
and and I do and I do think that this is um I don't I don't I don't know where it's going to go, but they do they do introduce some things at the very very beginning of the game in the tutorial. They tell you to push I got this circle and then draw a circle on the screen and then like comets or meteors come flying down from the heavens and kill everything. I was like, that's so cool. And then like, but that's the tutorial and you don't actually have that power when you start the game. And so you're like, oh, you taught me that way too fucking early. But I think they did it because they were like, don't worry, the game gets cooler later. Like, it's just like a preview of what's to come. And so these are the type of powers that you have as like this, you know, uh, uh, as this act razor type overlord, whatever, um, who, who can who can intervene uh, when when it comes down to it. But what you're primarily doing is, you know, killing as many monsters as you can that are coming to attack your village or whatever, or attack your uh, attack your palace. Uh, and then you, you kill them all. The better you do, the more money you make, and then you can buy uh, more shit between rounds or even during rounds. It seems um, and just kind of and just kind of build up. Uh, different different towers, uh, things that will spawn barricades, you know, on a cooldown. And uh, there's actually a lot to do in first person, which I really like. I wasn't sure how VR-ified this VR tower defense game was going to be, but I actually thought they, they did a pretty good job, at least from what I've seen so far. Uh, they give you a lot to do in first person, and I think that really that worked for me. Yeah, that that's what where really the challenge of the game comes from is kind of the multitasking that you're you're able to do as uh, things get intense and the, as they give you more things to do with your hands during the uh, the attack, so to speak. Um, this is kind of always has been the one thing that you know sets these tower defense games apart from one another. The ones I've played in VR, that is, is how much first person stuff do they give you to do and the best ones tend to be the ones that give you the most first person stuff to do and the worst ones are the ones that are just standard tower defense games um at least so far this one i mean it's pretty i don't want to call it average because it's so polished and and it is a good game if you like this sort of thing but i think of other games that i've played like um like Captain Toonhead, for example. Oh. Captain Toonhead lets you set the thing up very similar to this, but then when the attack starts, not only do you go first person, but you go down to ground level, and you're it's a first-person shooter while the attack's happening. Um, there's a game called Jenny and Thaco, um, which came out on Steam for a little while. Um, that, again, same sort of, sort of thing here where you build your towers up, the attack starts, you go down into first person, and that one's like spell casting, gesture based. So you're fighting along with the things. This one doesn't quite go that far, but what it does do is it gives you the ability, or at least early on, you're right, we haven't played deep into it and it could pick up a lot later, but at least what it does do early on is it gives you the ability to kind of uh, throw things at the enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like, you know, you know what the vibe reminds me a lot of? Um, good Goliath. Like the art style, oh, wow. the kind of vibe of the game. Yeah. It feels a lot like Good Good Goliath, only now there's tower defense. Interesting. Yeah, Good Goliath is kind of a tower defense game in it in, in like almost a reverse tower defense. I, it's been a while since I played, man. I don't actually remember. Um But yeah, you're you're right. It does have a good Goliath feel to it. A game which I pff, gave a seven to. I don't 
think it deserved that at all, but I think we were in a fucking crazy ass dry spell and I was so happy. I, I really liked it. I like yeah. Good Goliath. I thought it was fun. It's good. It wasn't a seven good, but it was good. Um, yeah, dude. Oh, so, I mean, yeah, the first person stuff you're doing in this game, it's like, so there'll be a Viking ship that's just casually going by <laughs> and then fires a cannonball and you can grab that shit out of the sky and then throw it down on some bigger enemies that are coming by to help out your, uh, your towers, uh, take down the enemies. Uh, there'll also be, um, there'll also be just like random power-ups that are floating by. And so some get, you know, some just give you get more coins. Some one looks like a snowflake, which, you know, will freeze the enemies or slow them down. Uh, one, I believe, is fire and like lights everything on fire um there's there's just lots of stuff to be doing like if you're just looking down at the map and and taking you know care of stuff like setting up barricades and making sure you're doing that then you're missing out on all this other shit that like would be really beneficial to you um and so so far at least i feel like they've vrified this enough for me to be interested uh good goliath was a six nihilus ryan six <laughs> but yes it was good i also gave toss like a 6.5 which so that's kind of my low end good um the point is uh knowing what they showed us in the tutorials and knowing that at some point you are casting uh you know and, and, and causing big things to happen um really makes me excited to play the next uh the next few levels and see what else they uh what else they add to the to the experience Agreed. Because it's already starting to get uh, kind of difficult to keep up with all of it, right? With the with the uh, stuff that's flying at you and the different types of things you kind of have going off on timers all around you, where you give yourself the biggest advantage by being able to manage and stay on top of all of that while the battle's going on. Um, and you're right, we're just in level 3 out of 15, and we haven't even gotten anywhere close to where we're going to be able to do that gesture-based spell casting that they showed us in the tutorial. Right. Um, so it could get a lot more challenging and complicated uh, really quickly because I'm already at my kind of limit with it. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's enough here to go back. I, I think it's worth another play session or two just to see where it goes. Uh, and like I said at the top, I'm not really... I'm not really the target audience for games like this. So uh, I think it says something that I'm even considering going back into this game. Right. Um, also, I think, I think the price seems to be pretty good on this. Uh, I think this is 16, 1699 here in the States. Um, and it just, it, it just seems like, you know, like I was, I was playing this and I was like, Oh, I wonder what they're going to charge for this. And then, and then I looked at the price and I was like, that is absolutely fucking perfect. It might even, you know, they could, I think they could have gotten away with 20, maybe even a little bit yeah. more. Um, yeah, for sure. yes, same with Vetrix. Vetrix probably could have been a $20 game. Very, very happy that, or I'm really happy if they stick with the steam pricing and, uh, and go $15 on it. Like again, exploring more of this, um, exploring more of the pricing structure, pricing scale, uh, I think is, is really, really good for developers and making sure that like they sell games, like even if it's, you know, if it's not this massive AAA game, like there, there's, I think there's a threshold, right? Below the $20 mark is, um, <laughs> I'm so glad we have good moderators. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Also, I streamed Summer Final End. Like, go back and watch it. <laughs> I did too, by See, the way. So there you go. Two Summer Final End streams you can watch. Thank you, whoever took care of that. Moderators are the best. Um, 
anyway, uh, yeah, exploring this pricing structure that I think, I think once you get below the $20 price point, like you don't even wait for reviews anymore. You're just like, Oh, this looks interesting to me. This looks like something I'm, I'm interested in picking up. Um, I, I'll probably, I won't even wait for a review. I'll just grab it. Cause 15 bucks is pretty decent price for anything. So, so is it on sale for the 16 and change or is that just the price for it? I believe that's just the price you can pre-order now price. for that price. Yeah, that's a good price for it. Uh, Vetrix at 15 I thought was a pretty fairly priced game. Uh, I feel like this is easily a 20 to $25 game. So if, if nice. they've got it priced for less than that, then I think that's a, a very good price for it. Fantastic. Uh, just as we were saying uh, before this conversation, Wes, there's a lot of shit just dropping on the PlayStation Store, left and right. Uh, PSVR 2 games coming out nonstop. And uh, I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> But another one just dropped in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, Builder Simulator, I hope I got the name right. Builder Simulator VR is now out in New Zealand and Australia. Uh, let's, I, I just I just got to bring up the trailer so I can see what the hell we're looking at here. Those are my favorite type of games, Brian. The ones that end in Simulator, yeah. I love them so much. <laughs> let's see what this looks like. This is, this, this is a trailer from like 10 months ago or so. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Have you ever wanted to build a house? Because if the answer is no, then boy, do we have a game for you. This looks like that's what this looks like. It looks like you're just building a fucking house. I'm so confused by the sirens on my end. Um, yeah, dude, power, like there, there are certain ones that I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued by this, like Power Wash Simulator. You know, I think that I, I think that scratches a certain itch where you're just like, oh, it's so satisfying. You know, maybe to feel the the haptics and, and then to like to see all the dirt fall off and just like things get clean. I, I mean, I don't own a house, so I'm really happy to not have to worry about this stuff IRL, right? But uh, but building simulator looks like something I have zero desire to play. Yeah, I'm not looking at it, but uh, I could tell from the title that this is something that I have zero desire to play. I, I don't, I don't, I just don't get it with all of these games that make you go in the VR to work. Like I don't, I don't, I've got enough work to do. I don't need to go in the VR and pretend like I'm working. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there. I, I felt the same way about Car Mechanic Simulator. Um, I, I don't. It just, it just, even playing that game felt like work. Like, I mean, like, I don't even mean like the work it involved to, to tune up your car and stuff. I mean, like just figuring out the UI and shit felt like work. Um, yep. Luckily, Wes, it seems like Ven VR Adventure will be yet another great drop that's happening before the end of the year. So. Yeah, I caught, I caught the, a couple of uh, glimpses of people saying that, but I didn't ever really look into it. Why are did that get leaked or has that been announced? Uh, well, trophies are live. Oh. And so, uh, yeah, I, I had heard a little whisper of that uh, being a thing. And then next thing we knew, trophies were live. And sadly, no platinum. It's like eight trophies and that is it, which is ridiculous. Um, also, uh, we, I, we should definitely mention Towers and Powers, no platinum on that either, which is a bummer because that's a game that like, uh, works on the star system you know you you, you beat you beat a level and you get ranked one to three stars and if there was a platinum less that's the kind of game that i would be like okay listen i'm doing this for the platinum but you've gotten some replayability out of this for me nice but no platinum on towers and powers which is a real shame i think hmm. yeah interesting 
<laughs> Leo AI in the chat says simulator games can be informative. I don't, I don't want to be informed. <laughs> like that's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for anybody who like plays a simulator game and is like, oh yeah, no, no, now I know more about being a car mechanic. I'm very happy for those people. That's not why I play games though. And typically the ones I've always uh, tried, which admittedly aren't many, uh, they tend to be overly simplistic and that's why they're not really very fun. Uh, but you know, maybe this one's different. Oh no, no, Tatum, Tatum, no, no, they're, they're, they're doing dad jokes in the fucking chat. Listen, listen, I got, I, when you guys were all talking about retro games earlier, I was totally on board, like totally on board retro games all day, every day. People caught my act razor reference. Awesome. Love it. Right. Um, but, but no, 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 no more dad jokes. You guys, um, Speaking of dead jokes, Miles Dyer in the chat with a $2 tip says building simulator looks pure shovelware. Shovelware, Wes, shovel. Oh my fucking God. Can we play some 20 questions? <laughs> yeah, I think this would be a good time for that because shit's going off the rails yep. quickly here. Yep. Train wreck uh, simulator. Listen, uh, if, you, if you come join the Discord, uh, if, you, if you're a big fan of retro games, uh, I, I just got, uh, you can check out our retro channel in the discord. I just picked up a long box copy of, it just came out. Like I pre-ordered it a while ago, long box copy of the resident evil zero D make, which all y'all know is a GameCube game D make that runs on PlayStation one. I fucking love D makes dude. Love it. And this one, they did a professional box copy with like printed manual and all that stuff. Very cool. Resident evil zero cool. D make. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Uh, Wes, do you have a game picked out for 20 questions? I do, although I just noticed uh, five minutes ago that I'm hosting again this week. Um, but I did pick one out right. just Good. a moment ago. So you, you subtly picked one out in the last five minutes without us even noticing. Indeed. And that's how we do things on Gamescast Live. Very last minute. All right, man, I need everybody's help in the chat because you know how this works. Uh, I've just forgotten every single PSVR 1 and 2 game ever made. Uh, so you guys ask good questions. Give me good responses, good suggestions based on, let's be fair. I'm just waiting for Looper to tell me what the game is. That's how this works. Uh, let's do this. On your mark, get Des, go. Uh, is this game on PlayStation VR 2? No. All right, you guys, PSVR 1. Um... Wes, is it a PSVR one exclusive? No. Okay. PSVR one, not exclusive. We're doing good. Uh, did the developer of this game make other PSVR games? One or two? I would say yes. Sounds very well informed. All right. Um, <laughs> so if I came get Henry says happy funland done I win. Um, is this game? Uh, is, is this, sorry more sirens over here if you can hear them. Uh, let's let's figure out the genre. Is it horror based like Looper asked? No. Okay. Puzzle based. I mean, there might be some puzzles in it. I wouldn't call it a puzzle game. Per okay. se, but would you call it more? Would you call it an adventure? Yeah, yeah, I think adventure would be the most fitting genre for it. 
All right. Um, let's figure out some controllers. Did this game use the aim controller? No. Did this use the move controllers? Yes. Okay. Guys, so far, we know it's a PlayStation VR 1 game. It was not exclusive to PSVR 1, but it did not come out on PSVR 2 yet. Um, the developer has made other PSVR games. There's probably some puzzles in it. An adventure game that uses the moves. Um, Beard of Power 666 is asking if there's any multiplayer in this game. I don't think so. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you a little more info on this. The, 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 it is possible that there's some sort of leaderboard in it, mm -hmm. but a very not prominent. Um, ju just the same as if if there's any puzzles in this, they're, they're not super prominent. Like It's a very small part of what's going on here. Okay. Uh, can't be Wander, Hippie Pickle, because the developer made other PSVR games. Um. Melkaya, Soul Reaving Gamecast. Is wondering if it's Lucky's Tale. Let's see. Uh, I don't think that developer made other. You know what though? Let's get to, let's get this out of the way. Uh, is is any of this played in first person? Yes. That's ten, by the way. Okay, I asked the wrong question because <laughs> I meant to say is any of this played in third person. So let's also ask that: does does any of this play out in third person? I don't think so. No. Okay, good. I wasted a question, but we got there. Um, okay. Uh, do you, is this a game you do a lot of shooting in? Like shooting of guns, I should say. Wow. I don't remember doing a bunch of shooting in it. I mean, it's certainly, there might be some of it in here, but I wouldn't call it a lot. Okay. What about, Looper's wondering about melee combat. Yeah, there is some melee combat. Okay, definitely melee. Maybe some guns. Okay. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, is it, would you call this a fantasy game? Uh, kind of, yeah. I mean, technically, not maybe not the type of fantasy that you're thinking about, but certainly a fantasy thing going uh, on here. Okay, so not we're not talking like high fantasy. We're not talking like Lord of the Rings style. We're not talking the wizards. Um, right. We're not talking Mage's Tale. Um, right, it's not so that kind of thing. Talking about a fantastical environment. Um, I don't know if it can be Witching Tower Looper because those developers didn't make anything else, I believe, for PSVR one. Um, do you cast? Uh, do, do you do you cast any kind of? Um, oh, you know what? Is there a floating companion in this game? Do you have like a floating? Yeah. Which doesn't actually narrow it down to more than like a hundred games, but I'm I'm going to give you a pass on this one because I think so, but I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that one. Okay. Uh, let's okay. Well, let's figure out how much fantasy this really is. Are you are you casting spells at all? Are you casting anything? 
doing anything kinda. magical. Yeah, kind of. Kind of, yeah. That's 15. Is it cartoony? No, not really. I don't think that's what they were going for. I think it's more supposed to be more realistic. Okay. Uh, yeah, Looper's just asking all the right questions. He's asking if there's any humor involved. No, the mood's definitely not very light. Okay. Uh, well, then we are... Uh, I don't think it's Witching Tower, you guys. Although we've only got two seconds left. So, Wes, is it Witching Tower? I'm just going to ask. Go with it. No, it's not Witching Tower. Uh, what it is, is the OG Questport. Vader Mortal, a Star Wars VR series. Wow. Wow. Um, I was so off base. Um, other PS... What other PSVR games did ILMX Lab make? Um, they made... Um, oh, my God. Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. And they Hatchet. sure did. Holy shit. Yep. Yep. Definitely Melee. Maybe some guns. Yeah, I actually don't remember if... Uh, I don't remember blasters in this game. Um, Galaxy's Edge was so good that I don't remember a lot about <laughs> Vader Immortal anymore. Oh, man. Yep. Uh, people in the chat definitely... Uh, people were people were saying asking if it was from a known IP, and that would have absolutely helped. Um, that would have helped, for yep. sure. Yep. I, got, I went down the wrong track, big time. Um, St. Nicholas says this is, is not fantasy. It's sci-fi. Um, but I, 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 I mean, yes and I no. Mean, it's definitely, I mean, it definitely is sci-fi, but like, is there an air of fantasy? Th those I think two, were, those I, two are, they're not mutually exclusive. Right. You can have sci-fi fantasy. I, I think you were pretty clear that it wasn't yeah. traditional fantasy. So, yeah. all, right. all right. Well played Wes. Well played. Thank you. All right, guys, uh, that's going to do it for another episode of the Gamescast Live. Thank you all so much for being here. We appreciate you oh so very much. Um, there's just a lot going on. So if you don't hear from me or Wes uh, for foreseeable future, uh, is because we're definitely trying to get our own end of the year stuff going on. I got the award show. He's got an end of year show. And obviously, there's going to be a lot of voting. So make sure that you keep an eye on the Virtual Strangers uh, Discord YouTube channel. Keep an eye on the Without Parole Discord YouTube channel. And, uh, and make sure you, you make your voice heard. It's going to be an insane couple of weeks, but I think it's all going to pay off. It's all going to be amazing. Um, there's some good reveals coming up, uh, talking to some different developers, uh, some very cool things uh, will be announced on the award show. Uh, we'll see just how much cool stuff, though. Still in the early stages, shockingly, only 17 days away. Why is it the early stages? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but thank you, everybody, who helps the channel out. Sci-Fi Game Kit Henry that puts timestamps into the show after the fact. Rye Pop for getting us up on podcast services of your choice. All of the moderators out there doing God's work, making my life so much easier each and every day. They have no idea how much I love them, but I do dearly. Uh, also, everyone who uh, supports us financially over on patreon.com slash without pro games, everyone who is a member over here on YouTube, everyone who tips during the show means a lot. You don't even know. Uh, everyone who hangs out, contributes to the conversation, uh, keeps us entertained while we try to keep you entertained. Everyone who sits back, watches the show, doesn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there and we love you just as much. Also, what the fuck is happening in this window behind me? It is like, is it snowing? Like, I think it's snowing. <laughs> 
It's a Christmas miracle, Brian. I'm so excited. I don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter to Time me. Time to I don't put your tree house. up. You should have a Christmas cat tree. Oh, I got something. I got something for a tornado. Happy Wednesday, Wes. Happy Wednesday, Brian. Happy Wednesday, cats. Go vote. It's your right and your responsibility. Hell yeah. Oh, man, Scott's wondering what was happening two years ago. Um, that's a good question. I don't, I don't actually have this ready. Uh, let's let's take a look back in the way back machine and see what was happening on this day and without parole history. December. I want to go 13th. on a limb, yeah, and say that it's some form of PSVR two speculation. Um, probably. Let's check this out. I I, have, I don't even know what we used on Monday. I don't know if it was the exact day or not. So, roll rolling the dice here. December 13th, 2021. Oh, indeed. Will PSVR 2 have what it takes to compete with Quest? Uh, the answer, Wes, may surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> and it may vary depending upon who you ask, right? <laughs> right. Sales-wise, uh, the answer was no. PSVR 2 cannot compete with Quest. Um, Game-wise, I think we're doing pretty fucking good exactly that's good man i love that you knew it was going to be psvr2 related we we were all about as much speculation talk as we possibly could get because there was nothing else to talk about it was insane there was a couple years here where i was like i just don't know what we're going to talk about tomorrow <laughs> but we made it we made it through those times now brian and now we've been given two resident evil games in a calendar year yep and uh I'm not going to say I couldn't be happier, but I'm pretty dang happy. Dude, I mean, I don't think I could be happier. I, I think asking for anything more is just absolutely absurd. In the number of quality indie games that we've been getting, uh, that just like keep rolling through the door every single day, announced, unannounced, you know, uh, just just over the horizon, ready to be here. I mean, it's an insane number of games. Uh, you know, I know I've said this before, and so for the 300 people that are still here, I'm going to say it again. If you weren't here near the beginning of the PSVR one era, when we would sometimes go weeks or months without a quality title, and then a game would come out and we'd all just buy it because it was the only VR game to come out. Like we would go months with nothing. And then the game we got would be kind of crappy. I mean, like, all right, well and then we go another month without anything. Like this is the, this is way better than VR's ever had it. Way yeah. better. Oh, awesome. Thank you, Tiff. Better thumbnails now too. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like some of these uh, award categories, I literally had to narrow down from 25 nominees just because there were so many deserving good games that came out this year. Um, so, yeah, it's weird. Now, I've said it a bunch of times already. It's the year in VR where we got the most and people have appreciated it the least. <laughs> it's, it's really true. crazy what, what's happened this year. People are out with their golden pitchforks and it's it's crazy. Yep, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Things things have never been better, and uh, I'm I'm glad our community, for the most part, really appreciates it because it's been a lot of fun. All right, let's get out of here. Wes, have a great night, and uh, be in touch soon. Good night, everybody. Yeah.
So good night.